I can leave folks with one thought that is um, buckle up buttercup because uh, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any easier. Welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today, a brand new rock star to the show, but I've had a chance to meet her a couple different times, and so I'm excited for the president of Affinity HR Group, Claudia St. John. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Absolutely. So as I said, it's the Affinity HR Group. So you are an expert and a speaker on sort of human resources. And I that's where we got to meet at a, a SKU camp event um, out in Palm Springs. So you work with a, a clients on a, a bunch of different HR issues. But one thing I feel like folks have been struggling with for the last, I don't know, year or so is just hiring, right? That's actually one of the topics that we were talking about back at that event we met at. So what are some tips that you can give folks so that they can try and hire better? So I think the most important thing for folks to know is that the challenges that they're facing in hiring and in the, in the workforce um, are not going to go away anytime soon. Mm. So we're at the lowest unemployment rate that we've been in, you know, 40, 50 years. Crazy. And the challenge with that is um, I think a lot of employers think that they are is talent sitting off on the sideline <laughs> waiting to enter the workforce. And that's just not the case. So right. we've lost about 8 million workers from the workforce in, since COVID, and they're not coming back. They've either retired early, um, about 2 million of them either died of COVID or have long COVID, and we don't see them coming back. And a lot of them are um, moms who have checked out. So um, I, I think the, the challenge for businesses of all sizes, of all industries, this one in particular, um, need to really think creatively about doing something different. Mm. So my recommendation before they try to hire and um, keep running down the same path is really thinking strategically about what they're hiring for. Um, and you're competing not only against other people in your industry, but also not in your industry and in your industry across the country. Right. So really thinking creatively about what you're what you're looking for. The good news is that this is a very sexy industry. This is fun. You guys are fun people. You're selling fun stuff. You're making people happy. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not you're not uh, cleaning bathrooms or right. changing oil. Like you you you've got some cool stuff going on. So um, I think really leveraging what you do best, which is branding um, and marketing is to start thinking, maybe take a little time out from branding and marketing for new sales and branding and marketing for new business and turn that attention back on yourself. Yeah. Who are you? What makes you great? And really telling that story. So I think it starts with just really taking a pause on trying to find the next, you know, Betty or, or Lou and really think about who and what and where first and how yeah. do you attract them? Yeah, that's that's really great advice, and I think that is one of the things that I think we make mistakes of a lot of times. It's like we we're focused on outwardly, and sometimes we need to do the work inside. And I think I think that's great advice. So, what are some hiring mistakes you see organizations make? Well, um, I I think one of them is right now in this day and age is is thinking about what it is that they need 
first and foremost and focusing on that without turning that I think my reoccurring thing is going to be turn that camera around mm. so instead of just thinking about oh I have these tasks that I need to be performed imagine who it is that would be a rock star and what do they want in their life mm. focusing on and what we know that employees want in this day and age is they want their work to matter and whether that means that you're doing something different and cool maybe in green um, space or in who you're selling to um, or just the culture that you have and how somebody would fit really well in there to promote yourself. They also want flexibility. So if that means allowing them time to work from home or work from home full time, um, those all have to be considerations going forward. They want reasonable pay. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times people say, you know, I really want that rock star 25 to 27 year old with eight years of experience who's willing to take $35,000 and pay like that. That's a unicorn. Yeah. So really looking to make sure you're not looking for a unicorn. That's the biggest mistake that companies that we work with are making, which is that they are hiring a unicorn or trying to hire a unicorn. Yeah, um, so being honest about that and then being very, very creative about how they're marketing themselves being very flexible about what people need and being willing to imagine something very different. Um, if you're just posting on Indeed or on LinkedIn, if you're, and that's those are the two biggest uh, job boards out there, the most successful job boards out there, um, and you're not getting any success, you're not going to get any success mm -hmm. because everybody that you want to hire probably has a job. <laughs> yeah. So they need you need to go out and find them and convince them and market yourself to them, or you need to grow from within and start looking for intrinsic qualities within somebody and then train them because mm -hmm. you probably will get somebody up and running faster if you train them from scratch than if you are looking for that unicorn up and down and left and right. Yeah, and something you said made me think. It's you know, I think sometimes we look at oh, we ha we have to let people work from home, but in reality, what that does is open up the entire country to the people that you can hire, right? So it's right. like you can look at it as a negative, but you can certainly look at it as a positive. Um, and then you mentioned culture, right? Yeah. That's that's a buzzword where that we hear a lot and really have heard for a while. But what advice do you have for creating a culture that's actually worth talking about? Well, I, I think uh, you have to be honest with yourself about why why should somebody come and work for mm. you, you know, yeah. and especially, you know, since COVID, there's been a real shift, mind shift in, in employees, and they recognize that they're giving you their time, they're giving you their livelihood, um, and they're putting their trust in you. And I think trust is a, is a big component to all of this, because a lot of employers don't want to go to hybrid or don't want to go to remote because they don't trust that their employees are doing their job. Right. And the thing is, we look at productivity and we look at the numbers and we're more productive than we've ever been. And yet managers feel like they their employees are not being productive because they don't see them sitting in a chair, banging out on a keyboard. Um, and that that visceral like if they're not there, then they're not working. That's a crisis in trust. And um, uh, Microsoft actually just did a big study with McKinsey and they came up recognizing that um, managers by and large, 85% of managers feel like they can't assess the productivity of their teams. And only 12% feel like their employees are more productive working remotely. Whereas employees, 88% um, of them feel like they are productive. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, that's a huge gap. And that's what really, that's the mindset and the culture that, that needs to change. 
How are we assessing productivity? How are we trusting more? How are we creating those, those, those personal connections with the people that work for us um, and building on that as opposed to just getting butts and seats? So I, th I, think, I think culture is huge. If you can't define your culture, you need to do that. And, I, and by, by saying that, what I mean is, who are you? Mm -hmm. What are your core values? And they're not just they're not just the things, the platitudes that you put on, you know, on mouse pads and coffee mugs. They mm -hmm. are they are how you are showing up in the world and what you're what that offers to people who share those values and then really promoting them in the voice of the people that are doing it. So if you have a young, vibrant um, set of employees that really are are the perfect example of what it means to work for your company, profile them, find out what they like about it and promote the heck out of it. And you guys are the best at doing that. You guys are, are good promoters. So yeah. focus on that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I It, it is funny. I, one of the things I was thinking was, um, and I don't know that it would always be fair to ask your um, customers, but I would be curious to know what customers say about what, what do they think your culture's like, and then talk to your employees and hear what yeah. they, you know what I mean? I think that would be very interesting because everybody has a culture. We just don't yeah. always intentionally cultivate it, I think, if that makes yeah. sense. I, and I think, you know, language is a very important thing. And when you have a language to your culture, then it, you can see it showing up and then you can hire toward it and fire toward it and manage mm -hmm. toward it. And the thing that the little exercise that I like to do with companies when I'm brought in to, to help them define their culture is I have everybody. And if you're a small company, you can have everybody do it right down what they believe. Like, I believe that um, family is sustaining, that laughter is the elixir of life. Like, I believe mm -hmm. these things. And then once I've defined it, then go in small groups. How many of those things do you share? And can you define it in a way that you all agree with that? And then you roll it up to the whole company. And those those things that are the beliefs are actually your belief system. It's how you're already operating in the world. Mm -hmm. So it, it, they're not, they're not, they're not platitudes on a on a wall somewhere. They are the living and breathing articulation of who you are as individuals operating within that company. And once you have that, the rest of it is 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 really easy. That that's then you know who you are and you can speak to it. That's awesome. That's really great, Claudia. Final question for you. Um, I, I like to dig in on this one with with folks. Who's been your best teacher or mentor as you've kind of developed your business? And what was a lesson that they taught you that stuck? You know, I, I have I have two answers to that. One of them very early in my career was a woman who believed in me and put me out there and gave me authority and trusted me and said, you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of making mistakes. Just, you know, don't make the same one more than once if possible. Um, but also being comfortable saying, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm I'm okay with saying I I am not I am not the brightest and the smartest and the most innovative out there, but I'm always looking for that and and that makes me better. And I think that the other people that really are my mentors are the people that work for me, um, because they're all smarter smarter than I am. They they impress me every day and and I have their back and they have my back. And when I see that showing up day in and day out, it it just um, it helps me be more graceful and more more kind and more empathetic, not only to them, but to the people that we work with. So um, my very first manager um, when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19, she she was amazing. Um, and and then I just see her her platitudes, you know, the things that she says showing up 
uh, day in and day out. So that's that's always stuck with me. Who is yours? Oh, wow. Uh, my best, best mentor, I mean, probably my earliest mentor was probably my dad. Um, and he uh, lived in this industry too. And so he was a, a natural salesperson and I think, uh, and a natural storyteller. And I think yeah. that that's something that I aspire to today. And so that's that's probably mine. So. Well, you're doing it by soliciting the stories of everybody else. So I, 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 I can connect those dots. I see how that's, I see how that's showing up for you. That's great. Cool. Well, Claudia, thank you so much for doing this. We'll have to do this again sometime. But before I let you go, uh, where can folks find you? Uh, we're at affinityhrgroup.com. Uh, and uh, they can also find us on YouTube. Affinity HR Group has a channel and we're putting out content all of the time. Uh, we're here to help them with any of their people challenges. And, um, you know, I, 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 if I can leave folks with one thought, that is... Um, Buckle up, Buttercup, because uh, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any easier. And so if you're having a hard time, it's time for a fundamental mind shift in how how you hire labor and your and your um, I think labor is a diminishing resource. So being creative about how you're using it, what who you're selling and not not focusing on selling if you don't have the people to to keep your promises. Mm, so. Man going to be a little bit of a rough road but we'll be here to help <laughs> well that is a that's a great way to uh to end it great job claudia i really appreciate you taking the time check out uh, uh affinity hr group if you can and uh that will wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy we'll see you thank all you this was fun time.